Welcome back to uh, the Icebox Sports Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Griff. And uh, I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you yeah. enjoyed your uh, your holiday. You know, ate a lot of good food, watched some good football. Well, the first game was good. The Lions-Packers game was, was pretty good. The other two weren't very close. No, they were not. Um, just to recap those games, uh, Packers obviously upset the Lions. Yeah. Uh, love through for 268 yards and three touchdowns in route to a victory over the divisional rival. Yeah, how about Christian Watson? Yeah, he finally did something. Yeah, five for 94 and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't ask for better um, stats from him. I mean, th- going into the season, Christian Watson, you know, he was supposed to be the number one there, and uh, he hasn't really played like it. Obviously, he was he was hurt to begin the season, but, uh, I mean, he's had his fair share of drops and uh, well, that was always his problem. Yeah, um, he, he started to show at the end of last year that he was putting it all together, but it kind of came back. We'll see what happens with him. He's got a lot of talent. He does. He he does. I mean, he's big and quick. Right, <laughs> height, weight, speed guy. Um, Just but, no hands. But I mean, yeah, he he put up like twenty fantasy points, which is nice. But I feel like a lot of people kind of gave up on him and and either dropped him or uh, you know he's just been around the bench. But now it you know. Now, now is the question. You know, can you actually start playing him? I don't. I mean, I wouldn't play him confidently, but I, I need to see it again from him. Right, I, I'm with you there. Um, AJ Dillon, though, uh, he continues to struggle in that starting role. Yeah, he's got to uh, get off farming simulator. Yeah, yeah. Well, because um, I mean, Aaron Jones he's missed a lot of games that you know due to injury this this season, and Dillon just has not stepped up. No, he's 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 not nearly the same back as. Uh, Aaron Jones, two totally different backs. So when you try to make AJ Dillon do, you know everything that Aaron Jones is doing, it's not going to work out. Yeah, only averaged three yards a carry. Had fourteen carries, forty-three yards, um, three catches, thirty-eight yards. Put up thirteen point three fantasy points. But I mean, you expect more out of a guy like that in that kind of offense where they tend to run the ball a lot. Um, only played in fifty-two percent of snaps. Especially, yeah, and and they won the game. I mean, yeah. with a stat line like that, it doesn't seem like they. Won the game, but um, I mean Detroit. Aside from the loss, they had a decent day. Uh, but I mean, the loss does prove that they can be beaten, especially when you apply pressure to Jared Goff. Yeah, uh, I mean Jared Goff. Uh, last couple of weeks, um, lots of turnovers, lots of mistakes. Uh, I mean, he started off the the season pretty strong, but lately he's I don't know. Maybe teams again are starting to see that if you apply pressure to him, he's not going to produce. Yeah, Detroit offense definitely struggling outside of their running backs. Yeah, I mean Gibbs and David Montgomery, especially in fantasy, are still putting up their numbers. Right. Um, well, that's why I said they, they Detroit still had a decent day, like fantasy wise, because yeah. like Amon St. Brown had nine catches, ninety five yards. Yeah. Um, Sam Laporta had a touchdown. Like almost all the guys in that offense that you expect to produce, you know, still put up numbers. It's just you know they lost, they couldn't get it done, and you know maybe a, a bit of that also comes down to their defense. Yeah. But Jared Goff's costly mistakes are like I said, costly. So, um, moving on, uh, Dallas, uh, dominated the, the commies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dak continues to ball out and he inserted himself into the MVP conversation this past week. Uh, he went 22 of 32 passing. Uh, he had 331s, uh, 331 yards and four touchdowns. Um, I mean this, this, if it was just this game and it was like a, a just a lone stat, It'd be like okay, like he played the Commanders, but he's been doing this week in week out. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, he's he's. I think he's up in the MVP conversation right now. Um, 
But, I mean, he's not the only guy that, guy that had a big day. Tony Pollard. Also, finally. Yeah, finally rewards. Finally. Finally rewards fantasy managers uh, that drafted him. He had 13 carries, 79 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown, uh, and added six catches for 24 receiving yards. Uh, had a, a decent day there. I mean, that's the kind of production you were hoping for when you drafted him in the first round or second. Yeah, I mean, this is back-to-back weeks. Um, last week, he had a touchdown. This week, he got a touchdown. Uh, back-to-back weeks of around 20 points, so... I mean, hey, you can't really complain there. Right. I, right now he's sitting at RB11. Um, I think that was going into this week. So, listen, I mean, Tony Pollard, if you could start turning it around, these uh, these fantasy teams that drafted him early on, um, if you're not already out of it, you might have uh, a guy coming back for your playoff push. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, CD, uh, Lamb had a, a down day, but, I mean, he still goes for f- four catches, 53 yards. And a touchdown, which again, that's a down day for CeeDee Lamb, but that's a pretty darn good day for a lot of other receivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in the last re- in, in the recent weeks, CeeDee Lamb's been putting up those huge games. Um, but I mean, still, you'll you'll take four fifty three and a touchdown out of a guy. Um, maybe not out of CeeDee Lamb, like you said. You kind of expect more at this point, right? But uh, listen, if he's he's touching paint, you'll take it. Right. No, hundred percent. And uh, one last thing to to mention about Dallas. I thought was worth noting is that uh, Dallas may be eight and three, but as of right now, as this episode is recorded, they have not been a team with over four wins. Hey, it sounds like the Miami Dolphins. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it, they're they're dominating the teams they need to dominate, but then again, the the teams that they've played, the two teams with winning records, uh, San Fran and Philly, they they lost to. Um, hey, it sounds like the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> they haven't beaten a team over 500. So, uh, right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, although they're playing very hot against, you know, the teams they should be playing very hot against, um, you know, those those couple losses in that L column, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to come affect them come playoff time, you know? Yeah, no, I can see it. I mean, the the thing is, though, if, if Dak can continue playing like this, they're going to be a tough team to beat no matter who they're playing. Yeah. Um. I know he's not putting up these numbers against insane defenses, but he looks way more comfortable. He's got his confidence back. Yeah. And a confident Dak is going to be a problem for any team. What 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 does stink um, as an Eagles fan is Dallas D looking really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Deron Bland set the record on Thursday of most pick sixes within a season with, what, five now? Five, yeah. That's, that's just nuts, it, it, which is hilarious because as he picked it off, I go – He's going to run that back for his fifth pick six of the season. Like it was, you couldn't have written it any better. He has more touchdowns than any Patriots receiver. Wow, combined, I believe oh all their receivers combined. I believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, when next year when Trayvon Dace comes back, if they're able to retain uh, Strep Gilmore, you got Gilmore, you got Diggs, and you have Deron Bland. That's a pretty scary secondary. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I forgot they're doing this all without Diggs. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, hats off to to Dan Quinn. Who, yeah, I mean Dan Quinn's just a great DC. He is, he is, and and you know the, he had uh, some coaching offers from my understanding last season, uh, but he wanted to stay with Dallas for another year. It'll be interesting to see what he does this off season. Yeah, um, you know, lots of teams, uh, you know, already have coaching vacancies, and I'm sure there'll be more uh, down the road. And then San Fran, Seattle, uh, kind of a snooze fest. Um, yeah, this game stunk. Yeah, I mean, Niners defense dominated Seattle. Uh, 
the Niners sacked Geno Smith six times. I know Nick Bosa had two of those sacks. Um, San Fran continues to run their offense through Christian McCaffrey, though. Uh, he had 19 carries, 114 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns with five catches for 25 yards. Um, a big day. I mean, he's he's got to be up there. He's got to be the... the um, offense player of the year. Yeah, not only that, but like it, it, as far as fantasy goes, he's got to be... Well, he's definitely RB1, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got to be Number one, he top could, five. For, yeah, like, overall. Yeah, overall. I mean, including quarterbacks. Um, he's just... He's been that nuts. Um, yeah, I it, wish I took him number one. <laughs> yeah, I freaking took Justin Jefferson. <laughs> but, you know, the, the whole thing with McCaffrey going into this season was, you know, the concern of his health. Um, and how many touches he was actually going to get. Yeah. I think he leads the league. Yeah, but now he's put together back-to-back healthy seasons where he's been RB1, you know, far and uh, above everybody else. I, I I think he's the consensus number one pick next year, no question. Oh, easily. I mean, and then, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know, a lot of people took him because they were like, ah, oh, you know, uh, injury-wise, <laughs> he, yeah. he won't get hurt. <laughs> and what's and, he get? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I also think the Minnesota's milked that situation a little bit. I do, too. Um. But back to the Niners, I mean, Brock Purdy did what he had to do, but still nothing flashy. 209 passing yards, touchdown and interception. Um, he's a game manager. He is. Uh, and, Big game from Debo, though. Yeah, yeah, Debo. What do you have, 7 for 79 or something like that? I believe so. And he um, had a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Um, the, it's nice to see him getting involved again because I know, yeah, like, last seven year. 779. Last year when they, uh, they traded for Chris McCaffrey, I mean, the, the, the potential you have, because, you know, Debo is a receiver that can play running back. McCaffrey's a running back and play receiver. You can have so many different sets and lineups with those two. Yeah. And I feel like they still haven't used that to the best of their abilities. And maybe they're saving it for the playoffs. But you have two dynamic playmakers that can play almost every, you know, skill position on offense. And, uh, you know, you, I'm, I'm surprised that you haven't got, been more creative with that. Yeah, no, me too. Um, But finally, Debo making a, making a splash. I mean... Listen, he's another guy. If you drafted him high, I, I think down the stretch here you're going to see a lot of Debo in that offense. Yeah, yeah, no, probably. I mean, and you know he's healthy and and whatnot now. So, um, I'm I'm surprised it was a quiet game from Kittle. Yeah, I thought Kittle was going to have a huge day. He only had a couple catches. Same with Ayuk. Ayuk had a decent day. He had a touchdown. Yeah, he only had two catches though. I think right. Did he? Yeah, I, so. I, I thought Ayuk had a, a, a solid day. I keep hitting that thing. Um, Ayuk had two catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, made the most of the two catches. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, enough about the, the Niners. Uh, let's talk about the Steelers. Oh, Canada. <laughs> He's gone. Steelers fans rejoice. I mean, for the first time all season, the Steelers put up over 400 total yards. Najee Harris returned to form just when everyone, including us, thought that uh, Jalen Warren was going to take over that backfield. Najee had 15 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Warren had 13 for 49 and lost a fumble. And Kenny Pickett, 24 of 33, 278, no touchdowns, no picks, but he looked much better. This offense learned how to move the ball. They did. They they sure did. They flourished without Matt Canada. Oh, my God. Um, and we the, knew that was going to happen. Everyone knew that was going to happen. Right, right. And, and, and the only thing that you know, I thought uh, we'd see a little bit more of was George Pickens. Yeah, um, I was a little disappointed at the lack of Pickens usage, but hey, you know maybe this is just the start, 
And going forward, you know, they'll utilize Pickens a lot more. But I, I think they've made it clear that Deontay Johnson's the one in that that offense right now. Deontay Johnson also scored a touchdown that they should have re- they ended up calling it incomplete. They should have reviewed it. He had three three steps in back of the end zone, then the ball came out. But he uh, it should have been a touchdown. Yeah, no, I remember that play. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely uh, early in the game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was on the fence with that. I mean, because I could see you know with the whole control and possession rules. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Des caught the ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna go that far, but <laughs> um, and then uh. How about that that New England Giants game? Uh, I mean, what New about England, it? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you had to watch it, first off, I'm sorry. Um, second off, man, is New England tanking or what? New England's tanking, but the Giants, man, they're let's be honest, they're shooting themselves in the foot here. Yeah, they they're winning meaningless games in a year where they need a quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. Well, but at the same time, like this is the NFL. Yeah, there is integrity that's involved with the NFL. And, you know, I mean, although from a fan perspective, it's like, oh, yeah, like, let's tank, let's get a better quarterback. But you have the guys out there that are, are fighting for a job, fighting for, you know, their Yeah, their Mac careers. Jones is really doing a good job at fighting for a job. Well, no, but I mean, a guy like Tommy DeVito who's out there, I yeah. mean, he's, he's fighting for a, a backup role somewhere right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. And and the way he's been playing, I mean, he's probably going to get a, a, you know, decent deal somewhere holding the clipboard. Um <laughs> You know, somewhere where he can pay the bills and get all the chicken cutlets he wants. And sit there and be a backup quarterback. Yep. You know, that's the best job in America. It is, yeah. I mean... Backup quarterback and a bullpen catcher. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I don't know. Did you watch the replay of that kick? It, it almost looked like uh, Ryland, the kicker for the Patriots, intentionally, like, missed that field goal. You know, I didn't watch any of that game, so... Uh, so, Giants won 10-7, right? Yeah. Uh... Patriots, it was a, I forget how long of a field goal was at the end of the game, but it was something, it was one that Ryland probably should have made. And uh, it just, the way he went and kicked it, it looked like he was trying to miss the, the <laughs> kick. Like, it, it, it was, it was, it just missed it by like. Bill was like, little, little miss or you're gone. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I was, I don't know, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, that seems like a New England thing to do. But at the same time, it's like, again, the integrity of the NFL. Well, how about New England now? I mean, you're sitting at 2-9. and nine. You're in prime position right now for a top pick to hopefully draft your future franchise quarterback yeah. or the next guy that you'll ruin. <clears throat> um, anyways, moving on. Right. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like, you know, Bill Belichick, if he ends up you leaving. Know, leaving, why would he be tanking right now and, and trying to set the Patriots up in a good position? Right. So... so it almost, you know, makes me think that he's staying. He's with he's how got, bad he's not going anywhere. Yeah, with I mean, with how poorly they're playing right now, I mean, I don't know. You almost think that he's trying to set them up for the future because he thinks he's going to be there for the future. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, um, let's. I want to touch on this guy a little bit because he had a monster game, and that is Kyron Williams. He's back. Yeah. Uh, in the same week that Kyron Williams returns from IR, he goes absolutely nuclear versus the Cardinals. Uh, Williams had 16 carries for 143 rushing yards. Uh, and he also added six catches for 61 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. I mean, that that's nuts. Yeah. It, this is a guy that, I mean, what what was was he a UDFA last year? Or was he like a late-round pick? I, I, don't, I, I don't remember, but he... Um, 
I mean, he was a guy that you know, he wasn't a high draft pick or anything. He was a backup coming into this season. He yeah. was behind Cam Akers, and then all of a sudden, you know, he started taking off the beginning of the season. Obviously, he gets hurt, and then now, I mean, he's back and he's a massive playmaker for the Rams. Um, I mean, I I didn't see this coming at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew something was up when they they cut Daryl Henderson. Fifth round, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Um, I mean, for to to get this kind of production out of a fifth round pick, I mean that that's that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, um, I mean they've been killing it with those fifth round picks. You had Kyron Williams last year, Puka Nakua this year. Yep. I mean uh, the Rams are sourcing lots of talent, uh, getting gems. Yeah, deep their in the scouting draft. department's pretty uh, pretty solid, huh? Yeah. Um, Stafford also had a pretty nice day for the Rams. Uh, he had 229 yards and four touchdowns passing. He also yeah, he, had an interception. He didn't, but, really, he didn't have to stretch the ball downfield. It, that no. game was it was done pretty early. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot different of a game. Uh, I thought with Kyler Murray back, Arizona was going to take it. But Arizona has a huge problem, and it's on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you let up, what, 37 points yep. to, to the Rams. Uh, I mean, I, I get the Rams have some decent weapons, but, man... 37 points. Oh. Rams now 5-6, and six, though. I mean, they're way better than I thought they were going to be this year. They, they are. They are. I mean, they're kind of in the NFC playoff hunt right now. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to Matt Stafford. When you have uh, Matt Stafford healthy and he's actually a threat to throw the ball, there's going to be plays that are made. Uh, Matt Stafford's notorious for making all of his receivers look better. And not only that, like, the difference between having Matt Stafford and who else in there, you, you can't stack the box against a guy like Kyron Williams. So that right. creates a lot of uh, opportunities for him to make plays downfield too. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, how about the game of the year, in my opinion, Eagles yeah. bills. Um, I mean, it started off kind of slow in the first half, but that second half things really ramped up. It was an insane second half. Talk about a slugfest between two powerhouse teams. Yeah. Jalen hurts. Uh, first half was not, not very pretty. No. Um, his second half was uh, very pretty. Yeah, well, that, that's the, been the, the the issue with the Eagles this year. Is slow start. So, very slow start. We've been a second-half team all year, um, which is the complete opposite of how we played last year. Last year, we were a first-half first team, and, you know, we slowed down in the second half. But um, uh, I think, uh, what is it, Brian Johnson, or the Eagles OC, has been a bit of a liability to the team this season because you have all of these offensive weapons, um, but the play calling has been so plain, so vanilla, so just mediocre. Like it, yeah. it's been so predictable. And I mean, towards the end of the game, there were some pretty good play calls, but I don't know how much of that has been Brian Johnson or how much of it is, you know, Jalen hurts calling audibles. Well, now Jalen hurts has three straight seasons now with double digit rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I believe it's the first player in NFL history to have three straight, uh, Seasons with ten plus rushing touchdowns. You mean quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say first player. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. First, first quarterback. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the Bills came close to taking down Philly, but Eagles win in OT, uh, handing Josh Allen another overtime loss. Allen is now zero and six in overtime in his career, including the playoffs. Yeah, no, not ideal. No, <laughs> definitely not ideal. Um, and Hurts, we just talked about, despite playing Hurt, uh, Hurts finished the game with five total touchdowns, three passing, two rushing, 
That uh, was all in the second half, wasn't it? Or no, he had one one in the first half? I think four came in the second half, yeah. if I, if I uh, remember correctly. Um, but I, I, I do want to say, um, I mean, protection was a little bit of an issue because we I mean, were no, out. Lane Johnson. Yeah, Lane Johnson was out. Um, he had a last-minute groin injury that, that came up on the report. But, um, I mean, Jack Driscoll did a decent job. Uh, protecting, obviously. Yeah, he he did his best Lane Johnson impression, jumping on every snap. <laughs> oh my god! But um, no, I mean, uh, no Lane Johnson definitely hurts. But um, shout out Driscoll though, Connecticut yeah, boy. Yeah, true, true. Um, you know, showing that we can still win without you know one of our best offensive linemen. I mean, that, that that's the adversity you got to overcome. Which I yeah. know the Eagles have one of the best rosters, you know, top to bottom in the NFL can't really say that they have diversity because of injuries, but um, yeah, it's probably the most diverse we've faced this year. That aside from the Hurts, you know, playing injured. Um, Devonta Smith came up pretty big, had some clutch catch catches. Uh, he went seven catches, 106 receiving yards, one touchdown. Uh, I mean, he had some really, really big catches uh, yeah, I mean, you know, on third down and, and whatnot. And A.J. Brown had a quiet game, was 5 for 37 with a touchdown, but at the end of the game... He did make some big plays, especially on that last drive, um, to set up the game tying field goal. Yeah. How about Jake Elliott? Yeah, Jake Elliott. Oh my gosh. Was it fifty eight, fifty nine? Yeah, I, I, I truly thought he was gonna miss it. Like I, I was kept telling myself like he's gonna miss, he's gonna miss because it was raining. Yeah. And I mean fifty nine yard field goal is hard to begin with. Fifty nine yard field goal in the rain. I mean that that's dang near impossible. And he he hooked it, man. Yeah. Um, I, I I was going absolutely nuts in my living room watching that yeah that was sick yeah uh, i mean just overall the game was electric to watch it was so much fun and uh man i, I truly think it is one of the games of the year uh if you yeah. were if you're lucky enough to be able to watch it or at least the second half of it um well and over, over time uh you you were pretty lucky but the eagles are now 10 and 1 yep uh the only loss being your jets uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, the Bills are now six and six, which is probably a little bit of a problem in that a strong AFC. I can't believe that the Eagles only lost it to this Jets team. <laughs> I can. Uh, I I don't I don't understand it. But <laughs> the uh, the one Eagles game I've been at this year, and it was a, oh yeah. only loss. Oh the yeah, season. you went. That's why. That's probably why. <laughs> um, but uh, one last thing I want to just touch on quick before we jump into our uh, week thirteen picks is. Carolina today fired head coach Frank Reich after starting the season one in ten. They did. Do um, I think this is premature? Hundred um, percent. I don't care what your record is. You have a rookie quarterback, and his best receiver is a what thirty-three year old Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, the offensive line has had its struggles. I I think part of the reason is that uh, I bet Reich was the guy that wanted Young. Maybe. And I think a lot of the other guys in that front office wanted C.J. Stroud. And I think that's where a lot of the issues are uh, starting. Yeah, but this is, this is a Jim Ursay move by Tepper. Um, you know, uh, pulling the trigger way too early and, and making a, a premature decision. So he has he has the Panthers and he has an MLS team. And this is the fourth head coach he's fired in the last 18, 18 months from those two teams. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a firm believer that if you're bringing in a new coach, you need to have a three-year plan, and you need to be able to keep them for three years. I totally years. agree. You know, maybe that first year, you know, you're dealing with all the roster turnover. That second year, 
you know, you should be in the second year of, of having that quarterback. You should, the quarterback should be coming out. That third year should be, you know, that, that final testing year where, you know, it's playoffs or bust. Yeah. And, you know, you, you finally get those little pieces, you know, and, and the kinks all worked out until, you know, that, that third season is when you have the final product of the coach's vision. And, you know, you didn't even let him finish out the year. Well, yeah, and I I don't, yeah. It's, I, you look at that team on paper, Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you expect the team to start any better than one in ten. Right. The only way is if Bryce Young puts up a uh, like CJ Stroud type numbers. Yeah. And a CJ Stroud type season, and you're not going to get that with the weapons that are around him. Right. Like yeah. you said, Adam Thielen's his best weapon. Mm-hmm. He's 33 years old. Right. I mean, tight ends are Hayden Hurst and Tommy Tremble. I mean, Hurst is serviceable, but he's not really a playmaker. I mean, your wide receiver two is another rookie. You got Jonathan John Mingo, Mingo out there who. He's putting up uh, some pretty good numbers, especially this last game. Um, he had a nice game, but he, you have nothing around him. And Chuba Hubbard is your starting running back right now. Yeah. And that's no knock on Chuba Hubbard. He's he's not bad, but I think he's a backup level running back. Yeah, he's, he's bringing not in Miles Sanders, who has done absolutely nothing. Right. Um, without being in that Eagles offense behind that amazing old line, and I mean that's that's really all you got. Yeah, there that team stinks. Yeah, no, I mean they and they don't have a first round pick this year. No, that that's the other thing that shocks no, me the is Bears have their pick. You invested all this money into, you know, or, uh, I'm sorry, all this draft capital to not only get Bryce Young, but, um, you know, I mean, you 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 think you'd want him to have that consistency with a head coach and develop, uh, and the whole reason you brought in Frank Reich is because you knew you're going to bring in a rookie quarterback. And he's supposedly a quarterback guru, and you give up on him after twelve weeks. Yeah, that's not cool. And they didn't even tell the team. Most of yeah. the team found out through social media that he was fired, which is absolutely un- unprofessional and ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but let's jump into our week twelve results. We spent a little too much time with that yeah. recap. Uh, I went eleven and four last week. You went nine and six. This is before the Chicago Minnesota game yep. tonight. Um, I'm one fifteen sixty three on the year. You're one hundred two and sixty two on the year. Yep. Uh, jumping on our week thirteen picks, uh, Seattle at Dallas. Uh, I mean, Seattle just got embarrassed by the Niners on Thanksgiving. Dallas embarrassed the Commanders. I think you know it's it's pretty similar here. I think Dallas embarrasses Seattle. I totally agree. I got Dallas by a pretty big margin here. I mean, Dallas has been playing really hot. Seattle, I mean, is is Kenneth Walker going to be back yet? You know Probably like not. Say? I would like to shout out all the Sauce Gardner haters on Twitter, all the Seahawks fans that praised Tariq Woolen, who got benched. Yeah. Yep. Well. Anyways. Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think Dallas is the clear favorite there. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Indy at Tennessee. This is a coin flip game for me, honestly. I'm going to go Tennessee here. Really, I'm go- I'm going Indianapolis just because I mean Indy's been playing really well as of late. Um, now that Jonathan Taylor's back in that offense, um, and th- their offensive line has been playing really well. Yeah, they, they need to. They well, they know they got Jonathan Taylor running behind them. Right, but well, I mean, I think the, that that's given them a little extra urgency. Like the the interior line was never in, in doubt for yeah, Indy. They have one of the best interior lines in the league. It was the tackle positions, and Bernard Raymond has s- stepped up. Big time. Yeah, he's a top 15 left tackle in the league right now. Yeah, or at least Raymond's he's been playing been really like good. it. Uh, I mean, Tennessee, 
don't know. I mean, they played Carolina, so what I can't wait for though. Obviously, like they looked good, but I, I can't wait for next year to watch Anthony Richardson play in that same backfield as Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that's going to be a fun team to watch. It will be. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and Shane Station, who yeah. I mean, he'll get creative with the the play calling. Um, but yeah, I, I like Indy over Tennessee here. I just I don't know. I know Tennessee's home, but Tennessee their offensive line is non-existent. Yeah. The complete opposite of in- Indianapolis, and I mean as. Decent as their defense has been playing, uh, I think Indy runs all over them. All right. Um, We got the Chargers at the Patriots. Um, Patriots are tanking. We just talked about it. I'm going the Chargers. I'm going the Chargers too, but I think that game's going to be rough to watch. Yeah, I mean, Um, the Chargers. Chargers No, the Chargers, man. Brandon Staley needs to go. It should have been him instead of Reich. (laughs) Honestly. Um, Poor Justin Herbert, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, as as good of a guy as Herbert is, and great of a quarterback. Um, one, he doesn't play defense. Yeah. Two. I mean, he's his receivers have had a lot of drops this year too. Yeah. He has not gotten the best help. Yeah. I mean, once Mike Williams went down, that was really it for that offense. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how big of a part Mike Williams was Me of that neither. offense until the season. Um, moving on with Detroit at New Orleans. Yeah, Detroit here, bounce back game. New Orleans still looks pretty bad. Derek Carr's washed. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Detroit bounce back game. Um, you know, you, you lose to Green Bay on Thanksgiving. I think I jinxed that. I said uh, last week that Detroit usually loses on Thanksgiving. That's yeah. pretty American. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it happened once again. Uh, but that, that Detroit team is too good. Um, to lose two in a row, and especially New, against the New Orleans team, and New Orleans is bad enough to lose a lot in a row. Yeah, a lot in a row. <laughs> we got um, Atlanta at my Jets. Um, I'm going Atlanta here. Yeah, just when I start to count out Atlanta, they come back and they pull me right back in. Yeah. Um, I got to go Atlanta as well. I mean, the Jets. They, this could be a low scoring game though. They, they're starting Tim Boyle again, and Tim Boyle, I believe they said it on the broadcast. <laughs> has statistically been the worst quarterback in college and NFL combined. Yeah. Um, in college, I believe he had one touchdown and 10 picks. And I think in the NFL, he's got four touchdowns and 13 picks. I mean, no, no knock on Shout the Shout out another Connecticut boy, though. Yeah, he's got, I mean, he's he's probably a great locker room guy. Xavier High School legend. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're trotting him out instead of Zach Wilson. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have much faith in that offense. Uh, if your defense can pull it together, I mean, maybe you, you'll win in a 10-7 matchup, but I think Atlanta has too many offensive weapons for that to happen. Uh, yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think we have enough power on defense to slow them down, especially uh, Bijan, Kyle Pitts, and uh, Drake London. Somebody's going to make a play for them, though. Um, you can't slow down all of them on every single play. Matt Collins' legacy game. Matt Collins' legacy game, potentially. <laughs> Maybe uh, Kaderil Hodge oh, legacy man. game. Quarterl Patterson <laughs> out of re- the retirement home. Yeah, yeah. Jets lose this one, um, and then the rumbles of uh, Salah being gone got to start. You think so? I personally, I don't think he should go, um, but I do think that conversation is going to happen if we lose this game to Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, we we touched on it. Uh, pretty in-depth last week. Um, if, if you haven't I mean, listened, go listen to that episode. But, um, I mean, it's 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 tough when you lose your quarterback, a bunch of key offensive linemen. Like, literally half your offense, you've lost to injuries. Yeah. 
this season. Um, I mean, we've had 14 different starting offensive linemen. Yeah, we're not going to win games like that. Right. Like I said, we talked about it last week. Um, we're not going to harp on it too much yeah. this week. Go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't already. But um, I don't think it's completely on Salah. No, I agree. Um, next, we got Arizona at Pitt. Arizona, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they they just got ran all over, and I think that happens again. I think Najee Harris is back-to-back big games. Yeah, I think I, this Pitt offense is going to catch fire now. Yeah. It's just rub it in Canada's face. Yep. Um, big Kenny Pickett game, I think. Yeah. In a he, game where he should. Yeah, I, I think he'll actually have a passing touchdown this game. I, I think this one's just a confidence booster for him. Um, I think Pitt runs away with this one. I agree. Uh, next up, we have Miami at Washington. Washington's abysmal. Um, R- Riverboat Ron, uh, yeah. which he does not deserve. That, They're under 500, so Miami wins this game. <laughs> well, that's true, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but, I, I again, talking about head coaching, you know, uh, fires. I think yeah. Rivera's up next on that list. Gotta be. Uh, Denver at Houston. Now this is going to be a really good game. This is going to be a really good game. Um, but I, I'm I'm still going off the fact that Denver's won what five in a row now. Yeah, they're they're bound to lose. I mean, just the the, the odds of the NFL. You know, the NFL always evens itself out. Yeah, my Houston Texans are coming off a tough <laughs> loss. Um, <laughs> tough loss where Matt Amendola had a, a chance to send it to overtime, and he hit the crossbar from 58. Um, you know, that's, that's tough. You throw him out there, he's never made a 50-yarder in his career. It's all right. We chalk that up. We move on. My coach, D'Amico Ryans, is going to get this team ready. My quarterback, C.J. Stroud, is going to throw all over this Denver defense and win this game. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I think um, a fun matchup will will be Nico Collins versus Pat Sertan, but or I th- Tank Dell. I mean, I I think Tank- Collins is the one there. But yeah, well, I think Collins and Sertan match up a yeah. lot better. Um, and, and Dell, I think, is going to play, uh, you know, in the slot a little more. Uh, but I, I think this is a big Tank Dell game. I agree. Also, a big Cortland Sutton game. Yeah. Uh, it it would be a good game overall, but well, yeah, Sutton, Sutton and Stingley matchup is going to be pretty good too. That's true. Yeah, I'm 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 going Houston at home. Yeah, um, Carolina, Carolina at Tampa. Now I re- initially took Tampa, but two things: Tampa's been playing really bad. Wait, wait, wait! You're taking Carolina? I haven't decided that yet, <laughs> but usually when a team fires their head coach. They it's all they almost always rally back the next game and and win that following game. Yeah, I, have I'm, they named an interim yet? Yeah, I forget who they they named, but yeah, I, I'm changing my pick. I initially had Tampa. I'm going Carolina. Chris Tabor. That's right. Yep. All right. Um, with Jim Caldwell calling offensive plays, I believe. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, um, I am going Tampa Bay. Um. Because I don't care who's the head coach for Carolina, they still stink. I'm I'm telling you though, there's there's something magical about when a team fires their head coach, the the team always bounces back and almost always wins that that first game. Look, look at look they at give the interim some false hope. Look at last year with uh, what's his name that just Saturday. Yeah. Oh my God, he was terrible. Yeah, but he won that first <laughs> I game. No, but he was terrible. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, I I mean I don't care who you try out there. It's almost like the players it lights a fire under their their butts and they they go out there and win. So I'm I'm taking Carolina. All right, Cleveland at the Rams. Uh, I'm taking the Rams at home. I I am also taking the Rams. Big thing for me here is Miles Garrett left with a, he said he felt a pop in his shoulder and he left the arena with a uh, his arm in a sling. Ooh. So 
I think no Miles Garrett is massive for that Cleveland defense. Oh well, yeah. Uh, and I think I think Matt Stafford picks him picks him apart because he, he'll have more time to throw. Uh, I like the Rams, especially now in the playoff hunt. Yeah, give me the Rams at home. What do you? What do you? Yeah, I'm taking the Rams. Um, I do think it's going to be a tough game for Kyron Williams. That Rams, the uh, Cleveland run defense is pretty damn good. Um, but I do think this is a game for uh, Puka Nakua and uh, also Cooper Cup. I think they both have uh, eight plus catches a piece and seventy five plus a piece. I can see it. I can see it. Um, with San Fran at Philly next up. Now, am I confident about this game? Not at all. Um, it being in Philly, I like that. Um, Philly pretty much owns San Fran as of late. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, f- I feel like I'm on top of the world right now as an Eagles fan. I feel like we can beat anybody. We're going to lose one of these weeks, though. I mean, 10-1. and one. Yeah, but you won't lose to a good team. Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I think I think the following week at Dallas, it, we're more likely to lose. One, yeah. Um, I, I can't pick against my boys, especially, I, I cannot pick San Fran. I, I loathe San Fran. Uh, I gotta go Philly at home. I'm also taking Philly here. Um, just because of how good they looked in that second half. The offense plays like that. There's not many teams that are beating them. Yeah. Um, San Fran's offense is good, but what really went, sets them apart is their defense. And I think Philly's offense just is, is better than San Fran's defense. Yeah, and I think a a big factor for this though will be if Lane Johnson plays because yeah. Nick Bosa did nothing last year against Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson absolutely locked yeah, him down. But, if, but if now you have Chris out there. It's going to be right. It's it's going to be a, a a tough game for Jalen Hurts, yeah. who definitely is not nearly as mobile no. uh, with that knee injury. So um, I think that's something to monitor is the Lane Johnson situation. Casey at Green Bay Sunday night. Oh, man, I mean, Green Bay came out and looked really good against Detroit. Jordan Love looked like he started to put it together. Casey started off slow against uh, Vegas, too. They did, but they came alive in the second half, yep. which, uh, I mean, they would they have, like, zero second-half points, like, three weeks straight? Yeah. So, um, I think Casey's starting to figure it out, uh, but I, I, I got to go Casey. I mean, being in Lambeau is, is a huge... Huge factor here, but I, I still got to lean KC. I'm taking KC, and I think it's a big game from Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's due. He is due. He's due for a huge game. Uh, so I like that. Yeah, I'm with you. And then uh, Monday Night Football, we have Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Uh, Jake Browning, um, about as brown as what I left in the to- porcelain this morning. Uh, I mean, I, he has not looked that great. Yeah, uh, he didn't look great. I mean... Again, facing a solid defense in uh, Pitt. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Jacksonville, though. Jacksonville's coming off a game where they probably shouldn't have won. Um, to my boys, my Houston Texans. But, you know, uh, you know, I, I got to go Jacksonville here. Trevor Lawrence has been looking way, way better the last couple weeks. He has. He's started <clears throat> coming better. to his own. He's, yeah, he's breaking out right now. Um, and he's been fun to watch. I got to go Jacksonville yeah. at home. Uh Teams on buys include, we have a lot of them, Buffalo, Chicago, Vegas, Minnesota, New York Giants, and the Baltimore Ravens. I wish the New York Jets were on a buy. <laughs> well, uh, they might as well be. We already had our buy, but uh, give us another one, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to the waiver wire watch really quick, uh, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, kicking it off, uh, we have Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, this season, the Sean Payton-led Broncos 
have indeed let Russ cook. Wilson has been playing like he did in his prime once again. Uh, Russ is currently quarterback 14 in fantasy, and Denver's red hot having won their last five games. With the Broncos looking to make the playoffs, Russ should look to continue this strong performance. Uh, And Denver has a quarterback-friendly schedule as their next several games are against the Texans, Chargers, Lions, and Patriots. Uh, And Russ is owned in 51% of sleeper leagues, but you should still look to add him where you can. Next, we got uh, Pop Douglas. DeMario Pop Douglas. Um, He had five-plus catches, 45-plus yards in the last three games where, I mean, you have nobody throwing to you. Right. Um, He's been targeted nine times in back-to-back games. And the pitches are trying to get Douglas involved, and he's the he's definitely the number one right there. Um, he's a safe wide receiver, three to four play. Um, throw him in the flex. He's only in forty seven percent of sleeper leagues. I'd go out and get him. Yeah, no, I mean Pop Douglas, they got to throw somebody, right? Yeah, um, tank or not. And uh, next, another receiver, we got Jaden Reed. Reed returns to our waiver wire watch for the second straight week. Yeah, uh, Reed followed up back to back weeks as wide receiver eleven with a solid outing where he caught four passes for thirty four yards and a touchdown. Uh, Reed has now topped fifteen plus PPR fantasy points in his last three straight games and looks to be a reliable option for Jordan Love. Uh, he offers tremendous wide receiver three value and is already owned in fifty five percent of sleeper leagues. So go get him while you still can. And then the last guy we got on here is Pat Fryermuth. Um, he could be a starting fantasy tight end. We saw it last year. Um, he's been injured pretty much all of this season, uh, up and down with injuries. Um, and now he's finally healthy and Matt Canada's gone. He's coming off a game where he caught nine of his 11 tar- targets for 120 yards, which is a big day for a tight end. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're picking up offensive performance. So if he's available in your league, he's, a, he's owned in 49% of sleeper leagues, I'd go out and get him. Um, I, I think he could be a tight end one for the rest of the season, especially in their new offense. Yeah, uh, 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 somebody like him, you know, picked up this late, could potentially be a league winner, especially in a position at, like tight end yeah. where, you know, there's there's such a, a you know, a competitive advantage with that position uh, just due to the differential. Yeah. But that's going to wrap us up for episode 17 going into week 13. Yeah. Um, make sure to check us out on social media. We're at IcePath Sports on Instagram, TikTok, at IcePath Pod on X. And you can check out the video version of this episode on the IcePath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you guys next Tuesday, as always. Stay, stay cool. cool.